Welcome back to the Sports Season Podcast. I'm your host, John Contreras, with your co-host, Adam Garcia. And today we have three talks about sports. We're going to be talking about coach firing. We're going to be talking about our playoff predictions. And we're going to do, we're going to do react to the Heisman. And we're going to, and we're going to react to Week 17. The whole shebang. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. So this is officially our first episode of the new year. Happy New Year to everyone listening and watching this. Uh, we wish you all an amazing start, an amazing year. All right, with that out of the way, let's just jump into this. We have a lot of stuff today, and first, let's start off with the last week of the NFL season. Unfortunately, for a lot of teams, their teams will not be playing again until September. And man, it was a very good week 17. Start off with the Vikings and the Lions here. I mean, Kirk Cousins, somehow. Really good game, though. I think he's fairly underrated. But 405 yards, four total touchdowns. He had three in the air and one rushing. Justin Jefferson, I mean, he's going to be second in Rookie of the Year because Herbert had, like, arguably the best quarterback season for a rookie ever but Justin Jefferson nine receptions for 133 yards just phenomenal Harrison Smith had that interception and the defense well obviously it's the Vikings not really did well at all Matthew Stafford still had a pretty good game he had just under 300 yards three touchdowns of course had that pick but Adrian Peterson was their leading rusher, actually, 63 yards. He found the end zone, as well as the rookie DeAndre Swift. Then, I mean, Marvin Jones just went off in this game. Eight receptions for 180 yards and two touchdowns. Just phenomenal stuff there. He's been having a good year. And then the defense, again, it's nope, the Lions. So, not, not good. Two bad defenses in this game. Oh, was uh, your reaction? Um, I'm not really shocked of, ha- of Kirk Cousins having uh, having a good game because you're playing the Lions defense, like that's like playing a little league team. But but um, Kirk Cousins did have an amazing game though on, on the air. Offense was going was was going really good though, and the, for for the Lions, Marvin Jones played pretty good. Um, defense, you should be ashamed of yourself. And this really didn't have any playoff implications, to be honest. So this, I really didn't pay attention to this game really all that all that often. So mm-hmm, same. I was watching the playoff games, the ones that actually mattered for everyone. And next to another division matchup here between the Falcons and the Buccaneers. Of course, this was for the Bucks to clinch the fifth seed. I really wasn't watching this one as that much because the Bucks already clinched the playoffs, but. Bucks did win 44 to 27 in this game. Matt Ryan looked pretty, pretty uh, good. 265 yards, two touchdowns, not bad. Of course, now that they're leading back now is Brian Hill over Todd Gurley. Brian Hill did phenomenal though. 94 yards, did pretty well. Todd Gurley had 18 yards. He's very washed up. And then Russell Gage now that Julio's out. It's been him and Calvin Ridley. In the air, Russell Gage had 91 yards and a touchdown in this game. And the defense for the Falcons, just not good. I mean, it's never been good, but allowing 44 to Tom Brady and the Bucks, 
who weren't even all healthy this game. Yeah. I mean, just not good. And then speaking of the Bucks, Tom Brady, 400 yards, four touchdowns, and a pick. Rojo had it on the ground, 78 yards and a touchdown. Antonio Brown, like looking like the Antonio Brown of 2017, 138 yards off 11 receptions for two touchdowns. And then Chris Godwin as well, looking phenomenal, 133 yards and two touchdowns. And then the defense for the Buccaneers did their thing, showing probably, well, they're a top 10 defense still. And, but yeah, it was against the struggling Falcons. And now the Buccaneers have officially clinched the fifth seed. Well, um, the, the Bucks already clinched anyway, so um, it didn't really matter. But it wasn't exciting like last time where they were, they were down, I think, 17-0 and then came back. But but Tom Brady um, had a decent game according to like to me, like it really ain't not anything special. Rojo came, came, came healthy, and then um, got back to form. Tony Brown looked looked pretty good. Looked like he was in Pittsburgh, completing some shuffle passes with, with Tom Brady. Now for the Falcons and defense, horrible. Been horrible all year, but it's the Falcons. What do you expect? And but they didn't choke a lead, so just to be proud of that. Matt Ryan played pretty good. Um, Brian Hill like played played pretty phenomenal. I didn't really expect him to do anything that much because I because I was I was kind of shocked that they sat Todd Gurley, but they, they but they did because Todd Gurley is horrible. And and the Bucks defense mm, decent. They didn't really do that all that well against the pass, but uh, I guess not run either. So I don't know if I should be impressed with that, but yeah, the Bucks won. Mm-hmm. Now to the Jets and the Patriots. And, I mean, this is looking a little bit entertaining in the first half. But, of course, both teams were out of playoff contention, so didn't really watch this one too much. 266, a touchdown, two picks. Josh Adams, though, former Philly running back, I believe, 47 yards and a touchdown. And then Rashad Perriman led their team with 84 yards. The defense actually was really bad again, but it's the Jets. They're always bad on both sides of the ball, giving up 28 points to that awful Patriots offense. Somehow it scored eight points, but Cam Newton, like probably with a top five game, actually, no, definitely a top five game in this season for him because he's just looked awful, but this, season, this game, he looked really, really good. I'll give him that. It was against the Jets, but he looked really good. 242 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Even Jacoby Myers threw a touchdown. Cam Newton led the team in rushing with 79. And then, of course, caught that touchdown pass from Jacoby Myers. And then the defense, obviously, those two picks, Jonathan Jones and J.C. Jackson, two underrated cornerbacks. And then the defense for the Patriots, Doing really good. Held held the Jets in check really all game. Darnold, those two picks, and yeah, Patriots defense just said their thing. Well, if I, I expected the Patriots to win anyway. I didn't really watch this game. I kind of just looked at stats for most of the game. But Camden like really did surprise me, even though I didn't watch the game, but but he, he wasn't really that good in the air all season. But he was pretty good in rushing, but 
this game, he, he actually threw for a lot. Like, three touchdowns. That's pretty good for Cam Newton, especially because he can't throw. And for, and for the Patriots defense, um, they didn't have to come back from, from, from a Joe Flacco led Jets, uh, and they held them in check, so it's pretty good on their part. Sam Darnold, um, decent game. Uh, and the, the Jets defense is just bad. It's all around bad. Mm-hmm. And then now to a game which was very, very important and a heartbreaker. Well, not really. They got blown out. But the Bills and the Dolphins, Bills were just in command in this lead, and it happened in the second quarter. And then you just knew it was game from there. I mean, it was 28-6 at halftime. So this game, I mean, Bills won 56-26. Like, Tua, probably with his first bad game, like, 361 yards, touchdown, three picks. Yeah, he did not look all that well in this game. Salvin Ahmed, I mean, has really been a decent running back for them. Miles Gaskins has shaped to be a pretty good back. Devontae Parker still had 116 yards, no touchdown. So, and then the defense, I mean, of course, yeah, they got those two picks. Like, Xavier Howard almost got a pick a game this year, and Byron Jones also got that other pick. But, I mean, the Bills, just Josh Allen, man. Josh Allen has just been phenomenal this year. He had another an amazing game, 224, three touchdowns. Obviously, had that pick. And then Matt Barkley came in and did pretty well as well, I guess. 164, touchdown, and a pick. And then their running back for this game is actually Antonio Williams. Over Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. He had 12 carries for 63 yards and two touchdowns. And then Gabriel Davis led the team in yards. Caught a touchdown as well. And Isaiah McKenzie had two. And then the other one went to John Brown. Then the defense really did their thing against the Dolphins. Made two a struggle out there. And yeah, easy win for the Bills. Knocking out the Dolphins. From getting into the playoffs. Well, but I expected the Dolphins to lose anyway because um, two us two us their quarterback. Like, come on, because like a game manager. But it's, I'm not gonna start an argument, so I'm not gonna say anything. But Dolphins did disappoint because they need this win to get in the playoffs and, and possibly just Matt Bryant Brian Flores as coach of the year, um, award winner, but. That didn't happen. They they got blown out by the Bills. That Mason offense, Josh Allen, like really surprised me. Like like before the season, like I saw Josh Allen was just an overrated quarterback. I've always thought that even before, even before the draft out of Wyoming. But he's really impressed me this this year. Made made a big leap and and he looks pretty good. MVP candidate right now, but I think it's a two man race right now. But Stephon Diggs, like him. Like, like he's a pretty good, like reception leader. It's all that, and the defense for the Bills is uh, decent. Okay, then. All right. So now to another very important wild card game here in the AFC: Steelers and the Browns. And man, this is a really good game to watch. Actually, this one I was watching one of the most this past Sunday. Mason Rudolph came in. I mean, he wasn't bad. Like, 315, two touchdowns. Had that pick, but 
mean, other than that, you know, I'd say he's pretty decent running the ball. I mean, just horrible. The Steelers obviously can't run the ball. Their leading rusher, James Conner, 37 yards. And then Chase Claypool went over for 100 for the first time in a while, caught a touchdown as well. And then Juju caught a, a touchdown and then danced, and I think that's why they lost. But to the Steelers' side, the defense, I mean, really was doing well until the fourth quarter. Like, held the Browns to nine points before the fourth quarter. And then just basically collapsed. And the Browns came back in this game and just solidified themselves going to the playoffs. Baker, I mean, really wasn't that good. 196 yards and a touchdown. But Nick Chubb went off for 108 yards, touchdown. Green Hunt didn't really get the ball at all. And then Shard Higgins led him in receiving yards, 55. And the defense for the Browns, I mean, it was Ari, I guess. Nothing impressive. Gave up 22 to Mason Rudolph. But, yep, and with this win, the Browns are going to the playoffs for the first time since 2002. Um, I, I was paying close attention to this game, but I think the game was already over when when Ben was going to sit and they put in Mason Rudolph, but it looked pretty decent out there, but what, but um, what made it good is that he didn't get hit by a helmet, so that's pretty good for me. And um, Chase Claypool did pretty good. Juju had a decent game. Rushing, they can't rush at all. The Steelers defense um, did a horrible against the rush, but decent against the pass. Good, good on them. And then the Browns, um, Baker, really don't have any comment. Like, you know, like well, I guess he played decent, but just, uh, um, Nick Chubb did pretty good. As, as usual, the Browns rushing game, rushing attack is good. And then, and then receiving didn't, was all right. And then the Browns defense all right played. But the Browns whole played an all right game, but, but that got them to the playoffs for the first time since 2002. Mm-hmm. All right. Now to the other AFC North division uh, matchup here. The Ravens and the Bengals. This was for the Ravens' chance to get into the playoffs with this win, and they did so not shockingly at all. I mean, they won 38-3. to This is just a massacre. Lamar was just really good in this game. 113 yards, three touchdowns in the air, a touchdown, I mean, and an interception. And then J.K. Dobbins, man, this guy is going to be something special. He's been special for them all year. 160 yards, two touchdowns. Lamar almost had 100 more on the rushing attack. And with that, he now is the first quarterback of all time to rush for 1,000 yards in two seasons. It's just unbelievable. And then the receiving end, I mean, like, only five people had catches in this game, and it was really only four. But, I mean, Hollywood Brown with those two touchdowns, Miles Boykin had that bomb of a touchdown. So I would say pretty decent from the receiving core, and then the defense was just phenomenal. The defense was just phenomenal for the Ravens, but they've been good all year. None of the Bengals. I mean, Brandon Allen had six passes completed all game. Like, you're not going to win a ball game. If you complete six passes all game, 48 yards, two interceptions. I mean, he didn't even run for a touchdown. I mean, obviously, no touchdowns on the run, no touchdowns receiving. And then the defense was just bad. I mean, it's the Bengals. They suck. But now 
Ravens solidify themselves and end with a five-game win streak, I believe, to make them get in the playoffs again another year. Well, the Ravens, um, the Ravens, um, had like uh, you would probably mostly contribute that to the easiest schedule in the league. I mean, come on, but. But um, the Ravens look to me had a decent game on offense. Lamar Jackson rushed, had a pretty good rushing game, and then put them put him into a thousand yards rushing again, which it's just pretty much inevitable that he's gonna break Mike, Michael Vick's rushing record of all time. It's pretty inevitable. Inevitable, but the Ravens defense has been pretty good. Then the Bengals offense. What's a word? What's a more horrible word than miserable? abysmal yeah but it was just abysmal on offense like Brandon Allen went, went from looking pretty good against the Houston Texans to completing six passes mm. like come on and then we're not even going to speak for the Bengals defense either now to another game that decided the AFC wild card between the Jaguars and the Colts, this is actually honestly more closer than I thought the score was going to be. But the Colts did get the win, 28-14. Mike Glennon, I mean, actually looks pretty darn good, to be honest. 261, two touchdowns against a really good Colts defense. Dare, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name again. 14 carries for 50 yards, not that good, though. And then it was Chris Conley led the team in yards 87 LaVisca Chenault had those two touchdowns. Then the defense for the Jags, I mean, just not good. But they aren't, again, not, not, not that good. Held the Colts to eight points in second half. But I mean, they gave up 20. The first half is pretty much over. Then now to the Colts side. I mean, Phillip Rivers, like, I give him credit. He looked pretty good in this game. And then running, uh, Let's see the Colts. Phillip Rivers. Uh, I mean, he wasn't all that, but 164 touchdown pick. But I mean, man, Jonathan Taylor ended the year third in rushing for a reason. 253 yards. That's gross. Uh, two touchdowns. Phenomenal. I mean, the Colts just ran all over the Jags defense. I mean, of course, they suck. Worst secondary in the league. Uh, you can make a case for worse defense, I don't think so, but I mean, that's just bad. And then Jonathan Taylor just went off in this game. And then the Colts defense, well, I mean, a lot 14 from the Jaguars, but I would say still did their thing. Hmm. All right, well, well, the Colts offense, so Philip River is um, really didn't impress me passing, but their rushing attack, like Jonathan Taylor, like he's showing up his potential as a start running back and possibly. And I'm saying possibly could could probably take it away from Marlon Mack. But the Colts look pretty good out there rushing offense. Passing didn't really impress me all that much. But Colts defense, disappointing against Mike Glennon. Like, come on. And, and Mike Glennon for the offense looked, looked pretty decent out there. They couldn't rush the ball for anything. And the Jaguars defense was just miserable. It's, it's always been miserable this entire year and draft Trevor Lawrence. Yep, they, they need something there in Jacksonville. Well, 
Now, again, to another game that solidified the AFC wildcard. I think this might be the last one. I don't know. There might be one more. But the Titans and the Texans. Titans won 41-38 to in a really good game again against the Texans. I mean, first time they played, it was arguably at that time a chance for game of the year. But, man, this game was just phenomenal as well. Ryan Tannehill, I mean, he looked all right. 216 and a touchdown, but man, King Henry, King Henry on the ground, he needed over 200 yards to get 2,000, and he he added 50 more on that, King Henry with 34 carries for 250 yards and two touchdowns, and Tannehill actually added two more rushing touchdowns, so okay, he did really good, okay, so AJ Brown, the 151, he obviously had that huge catch at the end of the game to kick that game-winning field goal. And obviously, he had the touchdown. And then for the defense, I mean, not that good, but the Titans' defense is, again, not that good. Uh, gave up 38 to the Texans. And then Deshaun Watson, I mean, man, like J.J. Watt just summed it up best, man. We were We wasted one of your best years. And that's entirely true. I mean, the Texans, Deshaun Watson said we should have 11 wins. That's arguably true again. They maybe could have made the playoffs, but, I mean, their team just let Deshaun Watson down. He had 365 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. David Johnson did his thing on the ground, 84 yards and a touchdown. Brandon Cooks has looked phenomenal these past weeks, showing he can be an outstanding number two, maybe, Number one, 166 and two touchdowns. And then the defense for the Texans, obviously, it's not going to be good. And then they let Derrick Henry rush for 250 yards. And then ended up blowing the game at the end. But, man, I just feel bad for Deshaun Watson just to sum up that game. And then the Titans are going back to the playoffs again. The Titans, like, um, offense really surprised me. Actually, no, they never. It was amazing, like probably probably the best offensive performance I've seen this year from the Titans. Actually, probably most likely is. But Ryan Ryan Hill looked, looked impressive passing the ball, even though he only threw one touchdown. But rushing, he got two more. King Henry literally, literally did King Henry things, and, and then got and got himself two thousand yards, the first two thousand yards rusher since I think Adrian Peterson in two thousand eleven or ten. But. AJ Brown let like for the pre-clutch pre-clutch catch up to stop the game-winning field goal, but and then the Texans they're in it. They they were in it. So they, like Deshaun Watson had had to me a, a pretty good game, but they 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 couldn't do it. Just like most of their games, it's always it's been in one possession. It comes down to the defense. They they couldn't stop him. That's late just to sum up the Texans season right there. And yep, JJ JJ Watt, yep, they did waste the Sean Watson. Probably best year. Yeah, most likely, yeah, it is his best year, but probably one of his best years to come. It's just disappointing. Like as you get to Sean Watson out of there or or, or just get some better help for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cooks has looked phenomenal, but I mean, like, you need offensive line, you need more receivers, like, get Sean Watson help. Now, 
to the NFC side for the wild card. This game helped. I thought this game was going to be pretty decent. It wasn't. It was really, really abysmal to watch. But the Rams snuck away with the win against the Cardinals. This was the Cardinals' chance to get in the playoffs if they won. And the Rams' chance to get in the playoffs if they won. And, of course, the Rams won 18-7. to Kyler Murray got injured in that game and didn't come back till the fourth quarter. I mean, tried all he can, but, I mean, just couldn't do it. Chris, um, I think it's Strevler, I think. I mean, he wasn't half bad. I mean, he only missed five throws. 105 yards, touchdown pick. That pick was a pick six, though, so, like, that was a bad pick. But other than that, I wouldn't say he was horrible. Kendry couldn't run the ball at all. Their leading receiver was Dan Arnold. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins has gotten shut down these past couple weeks. Jalen Ramsey, of course, on him in this game. We all know how good Jalen Ramsey is. And then for the Cardinals side, really, the defense, like, I mean, I guess you can say decent. You gave up 18. The Rams, not horrible. But John Wolf, Wolfard, I, I mean, of course, started this game because Jared Goff was injured. And, I mean, he was not good at all. And now that the Rams are going to the playoffs, they think Jared Goff can be back. If he's not, I mean, they're pretty much a first-round exit to the Seahawks. But John Wolford was just bad. I mean, rushing he did all right, but not good. And then Cam Akers led the team in receiving yards. Like, this is just a sloppy game for offense. The defense for the Rams... Did really well holding the, an explosive offense to seven points, but of course that was without Kyler Murray. And now the Rams snuck into the playoffs at ten and six, and the Cardinals lost these last few, which really costed them chance to get in the playoffs. Before I say anything else, if you watched the podcast before the season started, I said the Cardinals are going to go a and eight, and what happened went a and eight. Okay, I'm sorry for bragging, but I just wanted to get that out of the way. But Kyler Murray got injured, and it's unfortunate he didn't return until the fourth, which really sucks for them. And and besides that, they couldn't even get anything going on offense. Really, like it's just a slugfest on offense. But the, but the, the defenses for both Cardinals and Rams did pretty good, shutting down their offenses, even though their their stars were injured. Sorry, quarterbacks were injured, but. I think I was to say right there. Um, John Wolford, pretty bad former former Arizona Arizona Hotshots QB. If I'm correct about that one, I have no idea. And I, I think he played for some league, but could be I could be could be wrong about that. But but we'll get that. Oh, but yeah. Um, the, the Rams offense couldn't get get couldn't get going, and they really just won because of their defense. To be honest, like like he threw a pick six and. Like Cardinals QB threw a pick six, and then um, that just sealed the game right there. They, the Rams just slowly won their defense. It was probably the most boring game to watch. Yeah, definitely. Now to the Saints and the Panthers. I mean, the Saints had a chance to get that number one seed. The Packers lost, but they did not. Packers close one. We'll talk about that in a couple of seconds. But see that the Saints did get the easy win over the Panthers in this game 33 to 7 Drew Brees was really good 200 yards three touchdowns 
doing Drew Brees things. Ty Montgomery had over 100 yards because Kamara, I don't, yeah, Kamara didn't play at all. Emmanuel Sanders led the team in yards, caught that touchdown. And then it was Austin Carr and Jared Cook with the others. Defense for the Saints actually came back to life with three picks in this game, finally. And then they actually got pressure on Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, no, they actually had four picks, I think. I mean, this was just a bad game. They had five picks. Okay, I'm sorry. I mean, this is just a bad game from the Panthers. I mean, obviously, P.J. Walker and Teddy Bridgewater are not their long-term solutions. Uh, and they really need to address QB if one of them's there, or at least in the second round or something. Rushing, obviously, McCaffrey didn't play. Rodney Smith, I mean, didn't do that bad. 40 yards, found the end zone. Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore both went over 100, but basically for nothing. Then the defense for the Panthers, just horrible. I'm giving up 33 to the Saints, but, I mean, Saints have one of the most explosive offenses in the league. But still, no excuse. And the Panthers, man, they, they need to find a quarterback soon. Well, the, the first time in Belt many weeks probably the Saints defense actually woke up and actually started to play defense got four yeah actually no five interceptions on Teddy Bridgewater which was which was pretty impressive for them yeah because they benched him they benched Teddy for 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 um Houston former Houston Roughnecks quarterback PJ Walker which he didn't really do that do that much better to be honest Mm-hmm. Rams offense couldn't get anything going. Drew Brees just had just didn't really need to do anything it was spectacular to win that game, to be honest. But now that but, but they already clinched the playoff their playoff seed, so it didn't really matter. But yeah. <laughs> so now to an important game for the Packers and the Bears. Here, if the Bears won, they were for sure going to the playoffs. But unfortunately, they lost. Packers won this game and solidified the number one seed. They will get the bye week in the NFC. Aaron Rodgers just solidifying and closing the door shut on his MVP case. Unless he gets eliminated in the first round and Mahomes just goes off in the playoffs. But I think right now, it's got to be Aaron Rodgers here. Aaron Jones was just really good. 42 yards and a touchdown. MVS, Marquez Valdez-Gantling had that huge bomb of a touchdown. Devontae Adams caught a touchdown for, I don't know, I think like his 20th game in a row or something like that. Robert Tanya again found the end zone, somehow wasn't elected to the Pro Bowl. And then Dominique Daffy, their pro back, <laughs> their fullback, found the end zone as well. Aaron Rodgers just spreading the will. Defense for the Packers was amazing. Even though it really wasn't that good. Even though it's not that good. But shut down Mitchell Trubisky in this game. Finally, we saw a Mitch Trubisky game for the first time in a couple weeks. Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. 252 yards. No touchdown throwing or running. And a pick, of course. David Montgomery has just been phenomenal these past few weeks. I'd say this is his worst game, definitely. But the Packers defense stepped up. Darnell Mooney, though, phenomenal game, 93 yards. Then the defense for the Bears just not looking like the defense they've had all year, or at least these 
past couple games. And then Packers, of course, got the number one seed, as I said. And we'll be getting the bye week. But <laughs> even with the Bears' loss, they somehow made the playoffs with the loss from the Cardinals. And an 8-8 eight eight Bears team is the number seventh seed. Yeah, it's unbelievable with the playoffs, man. Mm. Well, this is this is a pretty important playoff game, so playoff implication game. So it's, I pay attention to this game supremely. And um, Aaron Rodgers uh, completely outdueled Mitch Trubisky, and, which isn't really that hard to do, to be honest. But ha- had a pretty good game on offense, like always. Marcus Valdez Scanling caught, caught a touchdown again, which was pretty good. Aaron Jones, just Packers offense, just played pretty good on. Like all game for passing, but then we go to the to the Bears offense. Mitch Trubisky, we finally saw one. It finally saw a Mitch Trubisky game. It's just enjoyable to watch. But but Mitch Trubisky did do bad passing. Dan Montgomery really didn't do anything that special dream. But but whatever. Um, the Bears defense and then do all that good either so it's just all around bad performance from the bears but they got into the playoffs because of the cardinals loss so it didn't really matter yep now to an afc west matchup um i think i picked the chiefs in this game i mean i regret it after i saw like everyone who they were resting like uh, yeah i just knew it's gonna be chargers were gonna win but and they did by 17 commandingly. Justin Herbert was phenomenal, setting the new rookie touchdown record with 31 touchdowns. Just phenomenal year for Justin Herbert. Deserves that rookie of the year, definitely. 300 yards, three touchdowns in this game. Uh, Kalen Balage was their leading back. He found the end zone once. And then Herbert, even rushing again, found one. Mike Williams stepping up for Keenan Allen, 100 yards and a touchdown. In this game, and then the Chargers defense. I mean, I'm not gonna say they did that impressive because he gave up 21 to Chad Henney, and he, I mean, he actually looked pretty darn good to be honest. And I mean, 21 points to literal backups. I mean, literal backups for the Chiefs, but still found a way to blow them out in this game. Chiefs end up 14 and 2. Chad Henney. 218 yards, two touchdowns. Like, I'll say, pretty good game from Chad Henney. Darwin Thompson was their running back, 45 yards, found the end zone, did pretty well. Darwin Thompson again led them in receiving yards, 65 and a touchdown. And then the defense for the Chiefs, just bad, but of course, everyone was a backup, basically. Honestly, they had that horrific injury to DeAndre Baker. I mean, that was just bad. But. Chiefs lose this game. Chargers end off the season with four straight wins, and but basically no point to this game because the Chiefs, as we saw last week, clinched that number one seed in the bye week. Well, um, I definitely regretted um, picking the Chiefs. They they sat all the starters and for good reason because they need them healthy for the postseason, which wait. Which is not gonna matter anyway. Actually, they got two weeks of rest for the postseason, which is pretty, which is pretty important for them, pretty big for them. But, but the Chiefs, but for the actual Chiefs, the backups, 
Um, Chad Henney played mm, a decent game to me. Um, Darwin Thompson didn't really do all that all, all that much in rushing. Nothing, but receiving did pretty did pretty decent, like pretty decent passing offense, which just, that just shows how bad the Chargers defense is. To be honest, if there's any, if there's any Chargers fans watching this podcast, I'm sorry, but it's true. Mm-hmm. But Justin Herbert, like, but Justin Herbert played a pretty good game as well. Um, he got the win for them. And broke the rookie touchdown passing record, which, just to be honest, Justin Herbert is probably the reason, probably the reason why they're winning games. To be honest, but I don't really have anything to speak about this game. To be honest. Okay then. Now to uh, what well, 49ers were eliminated, but Seahawks trying to get the number one seed of both the Saints and the Packers lost, and they both won, so they remain as the three seed. And then they got the win, barely beating the 49ers team. Russell Wilson was really not that good. I mean, he really hasn't been that good since about week five. 181 yards, two touchdowns. Meh. Chris Carson, 44 yards on on the ground. Led them. Tyler Lockett with 90 yards, two touchdowns. He had a really good game. And then the defense for the Seahawks. I mean, it's been coming alive these past few weeks. Not in this game, though. You almost lost the 49ers team that's beat up with injuries. And with C.J. Beathard, I mean, he's clearly looked better than Nick Mullins. I don't know why they didn't put him in right here. But 273, one touchdown for C.J. Beathard. Jeffrey Wilson has looked really good for them on the ground. 76 yards and a touchdown. Kendrick Bourne led the team with 76 and then the defense for the Niners also got the L in this one, but I mean, they honestly probably should have won this game. The Niners, I mean, the defense just choked in the fourth quarter, giving up 20 points in the fourth quarter to the Seahawks. Like, you held them all the way to six points through three quarters. I mean, that's phenomenal from the Seahawks offense, which we all know is explosive. But, nope. 49ers defense blew it at the end, and now Seahawks officially get the three seed. Well, but nothing really impressive on offense, to be honest. But Tyler Lockett looked like a showstopper out there. Like, the, like the Niners couldn't cover him at all. But other than that, like Russ Wilson, really hasn't looked impressive at all. You can tell he's regressed from from the start of the season, but. But the offense didn't really impress me all that much. But the defense kind of let down, to be honest. But but um, Russell Wilson, they come a clutch in the fourth to win the game to secure the three seed. But on the 49ers side, CJ Bethard looked pretty good and looked immediately better than Nick Mullins. Like, come on. But like, come on. But like, um, 49ers defense was playing pretty good for for three quarters, and then the fourth quarter, and then they choked it. And then they choked the game away. Like, just come on, just come on. And that's really all I had to say about it. Okay, now to a game that literally didn't matter at all, but turned out to be a pretty darn game. Derek Carr, I mean. 371, two touchdowns, two picks. Like, I guess an insane average game. Josh Jacobs actually looked really good running the ball. 89 yards, two touchdowns in this game. Darren Waller proving why he's the third best tight end in football. 
hundred yard, 117 yards, two touch. I mean, one touchdown in this game. And then the defense, obviously, you know, the Raiders defense is horrible and improved in this game. They gave up 31 points to the Broncos, who suck. And they made Drew Locke look amazing out there. Drew Locke had 339 yards, two touchdowns. Melvin Gordon looked really good. He almost had 100 on the end zone. Jerry Judy was phenomenal, 140 yards and touchdown. Went for like a 92-yarder, I think. Then the defense was, eh, I mean, kept them in the game, I'll say, for the Broncos. But still loss at the end of the day. But I'll say this was actually a pretty impressive game to watch. Well, well, Drew Locke did look pretty, pretty good out there. That's uh, again that just shows on how bad the Raiders' defense is. Like just, but this game really didn't all that matter for playoff implications. I really didn't pay attention to this game really all that often. But Drew Locke and the offense looked pretty good, and De- Derek Carr pretty decent, and Josh Jacobs. And, I don't think he was there at all, but I, I just really don't have anything to say about this game. Mm-hmm. Alright, down to our final two games. We saved them, NFC East. Start off with my team's game, the Cowboys and the Giants. Winner of this had a slim chance to go to the playoffs if Washington lost. And the Giants came out on top 23-19. Andy Dalton, I mean, was really not good at all. He led the team in rushing, though, somehow. Receiving Dalton Schultz was really good. Cooper Gallup... And C.D. Lamb combined for over 120. Pretty decent from them. The defense came alive in the second half. And then really should have won the game. But I'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, the defense like really surprised me. I mean, first half, I mean, it was just abysmal. This defense was awful. Awful in the first half. Made Daniel Jones look really good. And then going to Daniel Jones and the Giants. 229 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. I mean, he, that's a good game for Daniel Jones. Wayne Gallman had 65 yards. Sterling Shepard just dotted up the secondary. 112 yards and a touchdown. And then the defense for the Giants really wasn't that good. Uh, I mean, kept them alive in this game. They won it at the end. But, I mean... This is just a sloppy game towards the first half. And then towards the end, it started to get better. But obviously, now I'm getting to that. So, obviously, we all know about the, the calls. Um, we all know about the Dante Pettis catch. That was not a catch at all. Um, I'm going to go into that. Uh, Mike McCarthy clearly should have challenged it, but he didn't. Actually, okay, so I'm a Cowboys fan here, and... Like, I, I'm not on the side of every single other Cowboy fan saying we should make the playoffs. No, I want a better draft pick. I'm with, like, the sole ones over there that just want a better draft pick for, and want a better future for this team. But, no, everyone just makes the playoffs. And they almost did. I mean, like, we were two – no, we were three and nine at some point. We ended off six and ten. I mean, like – I, I wish we just lost all those games. We would have about, like, the, the third pick right now. But didn't happen. So, 
back to the Dante Pettis call, like Mike McCarthy clearly should have challenged it. Clearly wasn't a catch. It would have been overturned easily. Snap of a finger. And then they went down, scored, kicked a 58-yard, no, it was a 50-yard field goal with Graham Gano. I mean, for them, that for him, that's just, like, easy at this point. He's made about 20-something, 30-something in a row. Field goals, just phenomenal. And if Mike McCarthy would have challenged that, it would have been a drop, and they would have been out of field goal range. Would have had a punt it to us. Dallas probably goes kicks a field goal and wins that game. But now to the other one at the end of the game. I mean, Wayne Gallman just runs for a first down. He gets at the – it's the end of the game. And then he fumbles. Like, oh, my gosh, he fumbles the ball. I'm just screaming, are you kidding me? This is happening. And – it was, I don't know, I mean, like, you can look up the video on it and, like, all the screenshots from the field. I mean, how does sitting on the ball count as possession of the ball? I mean, that, that's just so stupid. There's so much dumb calls in this game. Referees just sucked in this game. I, I mean, this this game was so abysmal to watch. I'm glad the Cowboys lost. They officially clinched the 10th pick with this loss. And now the Giants have the 11th pick and are now complaining over the next game we're going to talk about. Oh, wait, no. I, let, let me let you speak on this game if you want to speak. This is just funny to watch. Like, this is funny. Um... To be honest, it really wasn't. I it really wasn't that good of a game to watch. To be honest, it was kind of boring for me. But but I can see why all the, all the fans are mad. But I just, I really just didn't care. I just was laughing most of the time. But it was a pretty decent game on offense and the guy was defense. Yeah, just something else. <laughs> and and then um the Giants got two calls that were bad and. And they clinched the game, so that's all I have to say about it. All right, now we'll go to the game that Giants fans just keep crying over. Um, still mad at the Eagles fans. Feels like they just want to go to their house or something. But to Washington and Eagles game, somehow this was a Sunday night football game. This is just a disappointment in Sunday night. I mean, this game is just awful to watch. Washington and Philly. Washington got the win, twenty to fourteen. Um, I'm honestly glad they did, cause yeah, just whatever. Alex Smith was horrible, but I mean he he was injured, so I guess he has an excuse there. Antonio Gibson did pretty decent running the ball. Scary Terry and Logan Thomas had those really good touchdowns, especially Logan Thomas. And then the defense, I mean, just forced Jalen Hurts, those two picks. Their defense has been phenomenal all year. Shows it again. And then Jalen Hurts was, I mean, horrible throwing the ball. I mean, yeah, it was actually, yeah, Jalen Hurts threw one Nate Sudfeld threw one. That's my fault. But, yeah, like Jalen Hurts was just awful throwing the ball, running the ball. He was really good. Kept the Eagles in the game with those two. And then... To the receiving, I mean, their leading receiver had 40 yards. The one under had 16. I mean, that's just horrible. And then the defense for the Eagles, TJ Edwards and uh, Marcus Epps had those two picks. Other than that, just horrible game. Like, 
It's just a horrible game to watch. I really wish I didn't watch this one. All right. So, as y'all know, um, well, if you're new to this podcast, Adam's a Cowboys fan, and I'm an e- and I'm an Eagles fan. So, I I really didn't care much about this game. Like, I I I could care less that we lost, to be honest, because I just wanted a better draft pick. But literally, Jalen Hurts is so bad. He is so bad. Like, honestly, like like if he didn't if. if like if he didn't have those two rushing touchdowns, that then then you should have been benched sooner. But but you couldn't have Carson Wentz and you you couldn't have Carson Wentz in there because he was inactive. Like most of our starters on offense, Miles Sanders was inactive. That's all. That's all the ones I can name off the top of my head right now. So I, I didn't really care. But like um, Jalen Hurts was seven for twenty for seventy for seventy I think seventy five passing yards and. But had two rushing touchdowns. Like literally, Jalen Hurts. Like I can just really say the same thing I said last week. Just whenever his read isn't there, his first read isn't there. He just he just takes off. He he plays like Johnny Manziel. But but he got benched in in the fourth quarter, which I say is justified because he's horrible. And there's no Carson Wentz in there, so he was again he was inactive. So. They put in Nate Sudfeld, the the, the third and, and second string quarterback for the for the for the Eagles for the past four years, and then boy, he looked bad. He basically just threw an arm. He he just basically just gave him gave the, the football team a punt, and um, just was just playing all around bad. Just like offense didn't really get anything going. Defense was horrible. Washington's offense didn't really look good that good either. Other than that. A scary Terry touchdown, but defense, but but for the Washington football team, defense looked pretty good, specifically specifically from the defensive line. Cameron Curl got a pick in there. Just uh, um, I, I don't know. Okay, first of all, to every ESPN analyst and and every Giants fan, if you're just just listen, if you're a bad team and and you're try, and you're basically tanking. Wouldn't you want a higher draft pick? Wouldn't you want that? Like, tell me that right now, Adam. Like, like, um, if your team was tanking, like in the position that we were, and then they put out, and then they put out their their third string quarterback, so they okay. can get a better draft pick. So okay, I I agree with what you're saying, but I don't agree how they did it. Like, okay. So, like, clearly they were trying to tank. Like, that's plain and obvious. Doug, just stupid quote, we were trying to win. That, that's, that's just false. I mean, that's just obviously stupid. I mean, they clearly tried to tank. Um, I mean, I'm in my opinion. I mean, I want a team to play for winning. I mean, like, the Jets did that. I mean, eh whatever they won two games um but i feel like you should go out and try and win the game but yeah i mean if you're trying to tank don't give it i guess i guess 100 percent. i mean i just try it i mean at least a little bit i mean i did feel like the eagles were trying it all but i mean yeah I, that's what i my opinion what you said but but literally like again like um doug said like oh we're just trying to win that's obviously just a lie like like anyone with a second grade education education you can say it can see that's a lie but 
why, why would you want the a win when you're in the ninth pick? And also to the Giants fans out here, and, and again, every ESPN analyst, you had your chance to control your destiny. You had your chance. And the best chance you had was Thursday night. I think it was like two minutes left, two minutes and 50 seconds left in the fourth quarter of, of Thursday night, e- Eagles and Giants. And it was a third and five. Daniel Jones passed it to Pro Bowl tight end Evan Ingram, and no one's covering him. Drops it. I mean, like, okay, yeah, like for Daniel Jones, I mean that that pass was on the money, as well. Like, I mean, clear cut, perfect throw to Evan Ingram. I'm watching it. Oh, there's the game, and he drops it. I mean, this man dropped three passes in the game against the Cowboys. This man somehow made the Pro Bowl over Robert Tunya, man. Just stupid. And also, and also, if you want to name other instances, you had five more chances other than the Eagles. Literally, like in, in the second half of the season, you, you were you lost like at the time, but I think it was like week thirteen. I think um, you you lost six one possession games. You could have won those games. You had six chances to win one game to control your destiny and your biggest chance was on Thursday night so like and Ingram drops it and then what happens after that is Carson Wentz just pulls up for a clutch drive to win the game to bo- and pass it to Boston's guard like like come on like stop crying about every like stop crying like honestly and, and plus uh, and plus why we want our rival to get in the playoffs why 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 like I didn't like I couldn't really care that the football team won. I really didn't care to be honest. So like I'm I'm gonna just explain this right now. Okay, so yeah, for every Giants fan, like come up and listen to this. So like, I mean, tell me, John. Like these are winnable games here. The Bears week two they lost by four. Yep. Rams in week four lost by eight. They maybe could have done something. Better. Cowboys in week five they lost only by three. I mean, Eagles, week seven, that's the one we were talking about Thursday night. Tampa Bay, I mean, they could have beat Tampa Bay. I mean, that would have been a phenomenal win. Obviously, they got those couple wins in a row. Blown out by the Cardinals, blown out by the Browns, blown out by the Ravens. And I mean, like, that was it. Like, you even could have had a chance against the Ravens and Browns. You only lost, like, ten points. Like, I mean, the Giants had their chances, and they blew it, so... Like you defeat the Seahawks, like you defeat the Seahawks, like that's like, like that's better than any win the Eagles had like this season. Mm-hmm. But like just just an, and that's just a message to every ESPN analyst and and, and every Giants fan. We're gonna put this time, you know, we just put this in the description. We're gonna like in the description of this episode on spot on Spotify or like any like podcasting um like as yeah, thing you go to. We're gonna put a we're we're gonna put a timestamp uh, on onto this uh, where we talk about this in depth because this needs to be this needs to be heard from a Philadelphia Eagles fan and and a fan that's not even that doesn't even care about this game and a Cowboys fan just come on I need to write this down okay so what uh, we we started talking about this what fifty minutes yeah just fifty minutes in all right uh, yeah. I mean, this game was just... I mean, the constant crying from the Giants. I mean, it's so annoying. Literally, like, the one thing that, that caught my eye was Eli Manning, after the game, tweeted out, this is why I don't like the Eagles, and then Fletcher Cox just, just, tweet, just tweeted back out, 
just replied to him by saying we don't like we don't like you either just like this stuff is going to be like come on what mm-hmm. like okay hold on if you want it from a giant's perspective and then i get it i i get why you're mad like i can get it like any fan would be mad over that like but mm-hmm. but hold on you can't be mad over something that you know you have countless chances to to lead to win at least one game one game just one and if you would have counted this game, you would have had eight games. You you would have won eight games. Would you would have yeah, made the playoffs? They would have made it, yeah, because they beat Washington both times. <laughs> that this is this is just a message to every, to every ESPN analyst: Dan Orlovsky, Max Kellerman, and Mal, and, and Molly Rose. I mean, yeah, especially and, them too. Like, and Dan as well, I guess. And, and Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan, all of them, and FS1 as well. Skip, skip, Shannon. If we somehow are, are you are listening to us, if we somehow get popular, where now we listen from y'all. I mean, please, we we have good takes just like this. I, he is a Philadelphia Eagles fan. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. We both hate the Giants to death. Like these are our rivals right here. Obviously, we're not going to want them to win. Clearly. But I mean, the constant crying from Giants fans, it's so annoying. Oh, well, finally, that we went on with that for about like 10 minutes or something like that. <laughs> it's time to now get in another topic for us. That took 57 minutes. Wow. So. That was week 17, the last week of the 2020 NFL's regular season. Sorry if your team is eliminated like ours, but congratulations if your team made the playoffs. Now, let's go to something that happened late last night. And obviously, we're talking about the Heisman Trophy announcement and the four... Finalists, obviously, Kyle Trask, Devontae Smith, Mac Jones, and Trevor Lawrence. Okay. You, know, you can argue argue top three quarterbacks in college football. I don't think so. But, I mean, and then, obviously, the best receiver in college football. Like, no question. And then, no, obviously, Devontae Smith took this award the first wide receiver since 1991 to win the Heisman and I mean my opinion he clearly deserved it I mean 1600 yards 20 touchdowns 21 total touchdowns that's phenomenal and even from like the scrimmage like he had about 25 touchdowns that's phenomenal in a 12 game span that is two touchdowns per game that is unbelievable 1600 yards obviously led the nation as well <laughs> that is just phenomenal from a wide receiver and obviously he's declaring he's a senior he's going to be a first round draft pick probably top 10 <laughs> like this is just unbelievable stats here all right so i'm gonna let now john explain okay so I'm I'm not mad that Devonte that Devonte Smith win it. I, I I I thought that was the right pick, but how are you gonna put Kyle Trask fourth when literally Trevor Lawrence in his bowl game, which was probably it had the most important game. Actually, yeah, no, second probably second, but 
but um, ha- had a pretty important bowl game in the college football playoff against against an Ohio State team that won that played six games and that Dabo's when he said they that ranked them eleven. And, and and they and he just by as saying they didn't play in as many games as we did so they don't count but but it doesn't always go this way but Trevor Lawrence like played horrible like his it's mainly due to his offensive line because they couldn't even handle like the pressure that, that Ohio State was give, was giving them and and Justin Fields and Trey Sermon just tore just tore their defense apart. And gave Trevor Lawrence his third college loss, of the, college loss, and most likely his final his final college game at Clemson. Well, but, it was really his second. No, it, he it was. He didn't play in the Notre Dame game the first. It, it one. was. Uh, it was. And he's um, only lost. And he's only lost to Joe Burrow. Oh, okay. Okay, whatever. But and also for Mac Jones, like I guess the, the case for for him being second is that he had dual Kyle Trask, but like. Just, like, but he had a good game as well, and literally, like, and literally, got, like Mac Jones would have had an interception if John Mechie, if John, and if or I think, I the Florida quarterback from John Mechie in the SEC championship game, and and I think it was in the first quarter, didn't fumble the ball, and I get it, it was a hard hit, but like, come on, just hold on, you gotta look out for that man. And also, how did no one block that guy? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, back to your Trevor Lawrence point. Yeah, like, I totally believe he should have been fourth in this. So, like, obviously, he had the coronavirus. Um, obviously, he was out, what, three games, I think. So, yeah. he didn't play those. So, that's why his stats are significantly worse. Hey, I'll give him credit. He played phenomenal in in the in the game against Ohio State. Like 400 yards, two touchdowns. He had that pick, and then he had three total touchdowns. Okay, yeah, he did his thing. But I mean, come on, man! Like you got you got to do that all year. I know it's not his fault. Well, it probably is his fault for getting uh, Corona. Honestly, probably just interact with people who had it. But yeah, I clearly think Trevor Lawrence should have been fourth. I think that's a no doubter. Um, Mac Jones and Kyle Trask. Uh, I mean, they're be- I'd probably level them as even. Obviously, Kyle Trask, you can say, had the better season, I'd say. His team ended up, what, 10-2, and two, I think Florida was this year? Um, I think, I, no, they lost to Oklahoma in, in the bowl game. So, what, they were 9-3, and three, I think. Yeah, yeah, they got blown out by Oklahoma. Yeah, 9-3, and three, so obviously lost three more games than Alabama did, huh? Mac Jones led that team to no, they were eight and four. Yeah, that's right. They were eight and four. Oh man, okay. Um, so yeah, okay. Now I'd probably put Mac Jones now. Oh, I don't know. They're really close. I don't know who to put over whom, but I mean, Kyle Trask, I mean, this is like an NFL quarterback level right here 4,200 yards, 43 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Phenomenal year. I mean, Mac Jones also had a phenomenal year as well. I mean, people not believing in him, saying he's not the guy. And led this Alabama team, to which some people didn't even have making the college football playoffs. I don't know how. 4,000 yards, 36 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. I mean, he had the better qbr Like, I, I don't know who to put at 2-3. and three. They're very close, but... Mm. 
it clearly should have went to Devontae Smith. There's my point. So I'm I'm not okay. So besides, we got a, a lot off track, but Devonta Smith, like he, he completely deserved it. Like, completely deserved it because, like, after when Jalen Waddle like went down with, with that gruesome injury, and likely and likely his draft stock is gonna plummet. Devonta Smith took the responsibility and looked pretty good. He made Mac Jones look look pretty good. Yeah. And he was the X factor for the offense, other than not not Najee Harris, but like he was in pretty important to to, to the Alabama offense. Steve Sarkeesian, which is now the Texas head coach, and I'm not gonna talk about that because you don't want to. But but then offensive coordinator for Alabama, Steve Sarkeesian, now Texas head coach, you should be praised for that. Oh, he won the I think like best coordinator or something like that. Yeah, yeah, the Royals Award. Yeah, I mean, just phenomenal. Oh, you want to say something? One last thing on this, or no, not really. All right, so yeah, I think let's just close this out. Mac Jones and Kyle Trask, you can can innervate them at two or three. Trevor Lawrence should have been number four. And then Devontae Smith clearly deserved the Heisman. Okay, now let's move to our second last topic. Back to the NFL. We're going to be talking about some coaches getting fired right here. Obviously, there's only been three since Week 17 has concluded. And now we're talking about... First, we'll talk with the Los Angeles Chargers one. I mean, this one should have happened a long time ago, but... Anthony Lynn, I mean, all of these should have, but Anthony Lynn finally got fired from the Chargers job. I thought at first that this would be a good hire. Clearly wasn't. I mean, like, he was not good at all. He held back his quarterbacks, like, especially Justin Herbert. I think Herbert had a, a, an above-average coach. I mean, like he would have threw for almost like 40 touchdowns or something like that. But, yeah, he... In his career, he went 33 and 31 with the Chargers, led him to two postseasons in four years, one and one. And, well, I mean, he just wasn't a good coach, man. Like, his play calling, his decision making, just so awful. Lost the Chargers a bunch of games, and this was a no doubter that he should have been fired. Anthony Lynn, like he started out with the wreck. Well, like he started out looking like the right guy. Like let let the Chargers do nine and seven, and then twelve and four. Like like they looked pretty good, and and then and then they went five, and then they went seven and nine and five and eleven, which they got hampered by injuries, which that is also a factor. But like mainly this year, like Anthony Lynn, like he can't. He can't like manage the clock that well, and choked a lot of games. And you could probably argue that the Chargers like probably should have been a and a, or probably should have been in the playoff race. But, but um, just because of his poor decision making and and poor time time management, that he needs to be gone. Like especially like the most I think most damning one was against the Raiders. Actually, no, that's a call. Never mind. But you get what I mean. But but um, Anthony Lynn. He should have got fired probably last year or, or this season, but I think I think he needed to go. But and he ended and he ended out with a coaching record of thirty three and thirty. If I'm correct about that one. Yeah, I already mentioned it. Yeah. 
33 and 31 or something like that. Alright. Let's go to the next one, which, I mean, this finally happened after, I mean, it should have been the first year, but Adam Gase finally is fired. I don't see him getting a job back in the NFL, not even as a coordinator. I mean, he's so awful. Uh, with his time with the Jets, he was total record of 9-22. and 22. That is awful. Yeah, they won seven games last year. Okay, yeah, they went on a hot streak. But, I mean, this year, oh, I predicted them to go 2-14. and 14. They did. They weren't the worst team. So, Jacks, man, I mean, Adam Gase just needed to be gone, and he finally is gone. Jets now open for the coaching job. And, I mean, I don't know what else I need to say. I mean, we all know Adam Gase is awful. He's the worst starting head coach in the league. No doubt. And he's finally gone. And in conclusion, I don't see him getting another job. Well, Adam Gase it was the wrong hire to begin with. Like, he, like obviously, he started out his coaching career with the Dolphins, led into the long term, then mediocre seasons after that. And then he got fired. And then the Jets, shortly after he got fired by the Dolphins, hired him, hired him to... To fix the offense and and develop the same same Darnold even further, but boy was that a mistake! Like he like he made Sam Darnold look worse than, than he did. Like Sam Darnold had no help and no 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 run game, no defense, and no offensive line. Like how are you supposed to win with that? And 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 he wouldn't he wouldn't like um as we all know the the feud was Le'Veon Bell like. We, have to mention that part like you obviously know about that right mm-hmm. and then that ultimately got gotten cut like like the jamal adams situation that was just embarrassing yeah that was just embarrassing for the jets and then it, it was just whole drama field thing like he just needs to be gone after that like he made the team worse he just made the team worse and became a danger to the team yeah. So I complete and the final words is that should have been should have been gone after season one. Yeah, and clearly, even though they went seven and nine, yeah, and clearly need to be gone. Then now the last one that has happened it happened to the worst team, the worst team this year, the Jaguars, and they obviously fired. Head coach Doug Monroe. I mean, this should have happened again last year, but it didn't. And his career with the Jaguars, he was 23 and 43. That was worse than Adam Gase. I mean, I mean, I, I get it. Okay, the Jaguars are awful. Ever since they made the AFC Championship, like, they've been awful. Which Doug Monroe led him there. Like, okay, he's had that good year, which they went what? 10 and 6. 10 and 6, okay. So minus those ten, minus those ten wins, he's won thirteen games. That's horrible. That's just awful. And then, well, I I mean, no further explanation. Doug Marone was horrible as a head coach. I I honestly don't see him getting a coordinating job either. I think his job in the NFL is done. And that's all I have to say on that. Doug Doug Marone, like. Yeah. He started off his co- his coaching career with the Jaguars pretty good. Like 
He made he had he made Blake Bortles look like a serviceable quarterback. Drafted Leonard Fournette. Like they had a great team and that lost and get as we all know lost to the AFC Championship game to the New England Patriots. But then after that, it was just all drama filled seasons. Like like the team was just undisciplined. But I, I don't think all of it is, is his fault. Like I think most of it is because of is because of David Caldwell, which is now which I think is wait no he's now fired. I think. I think in my he should opinion. be on his way out. I think. Yeah, I, I think he should be. But as to David Caldwell, and now fired, and now fired. Um, I, I guess whatever general manager. No, not general. Okay, whatever. Tom Tom Coughlin, like caused most of this drama. Like, it, it, like it's obviously not all this fault, but like, I feel like the blame just needed to be. They just need him out of there. Just to clear up the hole, just to just get rid of that mess, because the Dante Fowler situation embarrassing, the Jalen Ramsey situation embarrassing. Yeah, the Kinkakwe, like yeah, man, a lot of stuff there. Yeah. And then there's even a fight, and then they sorry their players are even fights like Barry Church, like after that yeah. season you got cut. Yep. Yeah. It's just like it was just a whole locker room cancer right there. They need to. They, it, it, in my opinion, like they need, they need to blow up that team. They need to blow up that team, and they're gonna cause that much locker room cancer right there. But, but Doug Brown needs the axe to just to get, just to get rid of this stain upon the Jaguars organization. Yeah, just bad head coach. I don't think he's worse than Gase, but I mean, he's probably definitely second. Like he, he's awful. And then now. That was our coach firing. Let's go to our final topic, which will be our official NFL 2021 playoff predictions. So now with week 17 done, we now officially know the NFL playoff schedule. So I guess uh, we'll go over it game by game, how it's going to air on. I'll start with NFC. Oh, uh, I thought we were going to do an error on television. Sure, we can do it like that. All right, you do the <laughs> NFL. Okay, so um, I guess well, I guess I'll go first. Um, I for the wild card, it's Bears and and Saints, and Saints are usually going to win this game. Like I, I have them winning th- thirty to seventeen. Okay, so Bears and Saints. I'm going to have the Saints winning. I'm going to go. 27-13. And up next, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Washington football team. And I and I think it's I feel like this can be a close game, but but um I, I feel like Tampa Bay is gonna pull it out 23 23-13. I also think, like, this will be a pretty entertaining game. Obviously, Tom Brady hasn't played good, really, against good defenses. Washington has amazing defense. So, I think this will be closer than people think. I'm going to go Tampa Bay still. It should be a lock. I don't think an NFC East team is making it past the wild card round. I think Tom Brady and the Bucks get this win over the Buck. I mean, over the football team. I'm going to go 30-23. to and and the last game is the um I forgot what that one. Seahawks and the Rams. Okay, sorry. Um, Seahawks and Rams, and even if Jared Goff's gonna play, I don't think 
I don't think the Rams are going to win. I think Seahawks are going to win. I think I feel like they're going to be in it because of the Rams defense, but I think Se- Seahawks win. Uh, I'd say 20, 28 to 20 to 20. All right. Seahawks versus Rams. Good offense versus good defense. Bad offense versus bad defense. Okay. So, man, I think this would be a pretty decent game. I'm going to go low scoring. I'm going to go Seattle to win this game 20 to 10. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree with you before. Um, yeah, like I don't think if even Jared Goff comes back, yeah, I don't think there's a chance Rams win. Yeah. And now we're going back to the AFC Network. Okay, shut up. Yeah, I'll do the AFC. All right, we'll start off with the first game that should air, which is the Buffalo Bills and Colts. I mean, I think this has got to be Bills all the way. I think they've been arguably the second best team in the league this year. Maybe, definitely top three. But, I mean, the Bills have just been phenomenal this year. I think the Colts obviously have an amazing defense. But, I mean, that Bills offense with Josh Allen has just been phenomenal. I'm going to take the Bills in this game 35. No, I'm going to go 32 to 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this this might be I think it's gonna be a close game because because the Colts defense is good, and as we all know that the Bills defense has has regressed from the year before, and and John and the rushing attack of Jonathan Taylor is looking pretty good right now. But I think this all ends for for, for the Colts today, as I predict a, a score for the Bills to win. Um, I'm gonna say twenty twenty eight to I'm gonna say twenty eight to twenty four. Okay, all right. Next, literal matchup from week 17 again. Browns and the Steelers. And, ah, man, this is a tough one because the Steelers have not been playing well. Browns have been playing well. I think I'm going to ride out with the Steelers, though, because, I mean, like, I feel like people are, like, so severely overrating them. I, I get it. They're overrated. I mean, like. People are severely overrating them. But, I mean, well, I'm going to take the Steelers in a close one here. Uh, I'm going to go Steelers win this game in Pittsburgh. I'm going to go 28 to 24. I think that the Steelers are going to win this anyway, even if Kevin. Kevin Stefanski is going to coach, but no, as we all know, but as we all know, he got Corona this morning. And I think, but I think the defense of the Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger's subpar sub play is going to is going to get them past the Browns. I, I'm going to say 20, 24 to thirteen Steelers. Okay, now to the final matchup of wild card weekend or as they're calling it super wild card weekend this year because we're getting three games per day three on saturday three on sunday and then i mean i think this is the best matchup of the wild card right here ravens and the titans oh man this can be such a good game of, of two amazing offenses one good defense one horrible defense 
And I think that's what's going to give me the edge to the Baltimore Ravens in this game. I think the defense, I mean, they're clearly better than the Titans. I think Derrick Henry still goes off for probably about 150 because that's just what he averages now. Probably two touchdowns. And I mean, I mean, the Ravens, Lamar's just been looking like the MVP from last year who we saw. I mean, the defense has stepped up. Like, Hollywood Brown is catching the ball. Uh, I, I'm going to take the Ravens in this game. This is my first... Well, no, because the Buccaneers technically is an upset. So, I'm going to go with Baltimore in this game. I'm going to take this one very close. I'm going to go Baltimore to win this game 38. No, I'm going to go 41 to 30. Okay, no, I'm sorry. I'm going to change this. 35 to, uh, I'm going to give the Titans 32. 3.1. Um, okay, so I, I beg to differ. I think the Titans, well, why the Titans won that last year? It's because of Derrick Henry. They, the Ravens going to stop Derrick Henry, and I think that's going to continue. But I think it's going to be closer because because the Ravens' offense and because the Ravens' rushing attack is so good. Um, I'm, I'm going to give the Titans the, the edge 20, 20, 24 to 20. All right. That was our first disagreement. All right. Now we're on to divisional. I'll let you do the NFC. All right. So um, I have pa- I have Packers versus um. Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah, Tampa Bay. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, and then um, I I had the Packers winning. I have the Packers winning 30, 34 to twenty. Man, like. We obviously saw this game earlier in the year, and the Buccaneers, I mean, just destroyed the Packers. This was, like, the one game Aaron Rodgers looked horrible in. Man, this is so hard to choose. Uh, but I think that Bucks defense has regressed. I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers in this game. I mean, number one seed, they got the MVP on their team, Aaron Rodgers. I think they're better than Tom Brady. Think, I think it's going to be a very close game, though. I'm going to take the Packers in this game 30 to 28. All right. Well, next matchup is the Saints. Okay, help me. I forgot. Saints and the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, I have the. I. You know what? I have I have the Seahawks winning in an upset, and what is likely Drew Brees' final game. I have the Seahawks winning 31-24. Seven point win. All right, Seahawks and the Saints. Ooh, a good defense, a good offense for the Saints. Average defense, good offense for the Seahawks. Hmm. And I'm going to stay with the persona. Defense wins them championships. I'm going to take the Saints in this game. I'm going to take them in a a very close game again. I'm going to give the Saints. uh, Since they're playing the Seahawks defense, I'll give them 34. And for the Seahawks, I'll go 31. Hmm. All right. AFC time now. All right, so this for us is going to look different. So, but we have the 
we have one the same, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills. I think that this will actually be a blowout. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. Actually, no, I'll say it's a little bit close. I'll, I'll get the Bills 28 to the Steelers 20. I, I also have the Bills winning. I, I have the, the Bills winning in a, in a blowout 31-13. All right, so this is where it looks different for you. For me, I have the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to go with the Chiefs in this game. I mean, Lamar has just been owned by Patrick Mahomes every time that they've played. I think it continues here. I think Mahomes stays 4-0 against Lamar. Well, he goes to 4-0 against Lamar. And the Chiefs move on to the AFC Championship. Oh, wait, on my score. Um... I'm going to give the Chiefs in a close one against the Ravens. Uh, I mean, they always score like 30 a game. So I'm going to give the Chiefs 40, 42. Yeah, I'll go 42 to 35. And I have the Chiefs and Titans last year's rematch of the of last year's AFC Championship game. But I think it's going to go the same way. I think Patrick Holmes... Is, is going to be the Tennessee Titans 31 to 20. I think the same score as last time. Okay. Start off with the NFC Championship. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, I, I For me, I have the Packers and Seahawks, and I have the Packers winning 34 to 28. Okay. Six point win. All right. For me, it's looking different. Uh, for me, I have the Green Bay Packers and the New Orleans Saints. But I have both number one and number two seats in both conference. So I'm going to... Oh, man, it's so hard. Uh, I'm going to give it to the Packers. I mean, the Saints defense hasn't looked all that well. I'm going to give it to the Green Bay Packers in this game. The MVP, Aaron Rodgers, let's say, finds a way to win this game against that amazing defense. I don't think Drew Brees does good in this game. And I believe that will be his last game as an NFL quarterback. And he doesn't go get a ring in his last year. All right. Now to the AFC Championship. Uh, I think this is going to be game of the year right here. I'm on the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, they played earlier. Chiefs just dominated them. But, I mean, Josh Allen and that whole Bills defense and team in general has just looked completely different. Like, And, man, tough game. But I'm going to stick with the reigning Super Bowl champs. Kansas City Chiefs to advance again to back-to-back Super Bowls. And... Man, oh, the score, Bills defense isn't that good. I'll go 40 to 33. And um, I also picked the Chiefs to win the 30, 38 to 34. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to shoot out, but I think Patrick Mahomes is going to go back to back. All right. Now on to the Super Bowl, which we have the same matchup. I'll let you go first. Okay, so um, I'm gonna give some analysis. Um, these they both have bad defenses, but both have amazing offenses. But the Packers have a better rushing attack, but but the Chiefs have a better passing game. I'm a lead, I'm a lead course for this. 
Go Pack Go. I'm going to pick the Packers to win this. For, for, for 40 to, to 34. Oh, man. This is so hard. Oh, man. Packers and the Chiefs. Super Bowl 55 on the line. We have the reigning defending Super Bowl champs, the Kansas City Chiefs back. And then now made it past the NFC Championship this year and the Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. Oh, man, it's such a hard decision. Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, number one and number two in the MVP race. Oh, this is so hard. Uh, obviously, they both, I would say they both have similar defenses, just not good. And then they both, I mean, this is literally the number one and number two offense in the league right here. Oh, man. Between the Packers and the Chiefs. I, I mean, I'm going to give it to the Green Bay Packers as well. I think the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl. I think, like, from the recent struggles from the Chiefs, how they've only been winning one possession games, and how the Packers are just blowing out people. Aaron Rodgers gets his second Super Bowl, this time as a one seed, and is now put into the top five for greatest quarterbacks of all time. I think that's my prediction. All right, so that is our predictions for the 2021 slash 2020 NFL playoffs. Well, this was uh, the first episode of 2021. Mm-hmm. We, we hope that this is going to be a great year for us. And mm-hmm. our one year anniversary is coming up and we have something big for that. Something big for playing out for that. But we hope that th- we hope that this year it, this, we hope that this year can be the year of the sports season podcast and only you with the viewer can't make it happen so make our dreams come true and make it happen make 2021 the year of the sports season podcast and for the first time